On Shabbos we read where Moshe Rabbeinu was instructed how to take a census of Kal Yisrael. In explaining the procedure, the Pasik says, Ze Yitnu, this is how much every man should give, machzis a shekel, half a shekel. Then the Pasik elaborates, how much is half a shekel? Esrim gera a shekel. A full shekel is 20 gera, so give machzis a shekel, half of that amount, which is 10 gera. We know every word in the Torah is precise. So why does the Torah go through such lengths to explain this? It could have simply said, every Jew must give a half a shekel, which is 10 gera. Why was it necessary to preface that a whole shekel is 20 gera? The Lubavitcher Rebbe says something very profound. By the Torah describing it in such a roundabout way, it's teaching us a deep fundamental principle. The 10 gera which we give is not an independent amount. It is half of a whole shekel. It is half of a significant sum. The Torah is emphasizing that we must give half of a whole shekel specifically because only when we combine with others are we considered whole. Only when there's unity do we really count. Only when we are a klal, only when we are a rabbim, do we have protection from above. When there's achdus in klal Yisrael, no other nation in the world can do us any harm. We are just coming off the exalted yontif of Purim. Haman wanted to annihilate the Jewish people. He told Achashverosh, Yeshnam echad mefuzar mefarad amen. There's a certain nation scattered and dispersed among the other nations who do not obey your laws. And it is not in the king's best interest to keep them around. The Yismach Yisrael has a beautiful homiletical interpretation. Haman said, there's a nation that is mefuzar and mefarad. They are dispersed and divided among themselves. There's division and hatred within the Jewish people. So now, I was given the power and the ability to destroy them. When Yidna are divided, they represent individuals, not a klal. It's not a communal entity. And when that happens, we lose our power as a unified nation. We no longer have schus Haman's whole plot was predicated on the division of Kal Yisrael. And that is why Hashem insisted that every Yid should give a half a shekel specifically. The symbolism of a half a shekel is that each Yid is only a fraction of the Klal. We must combine with our fellow Yid to be a complete entity. If we think that we are a complete shekel and don't need to unite with others, that puts us into grave danger. Our strength is through the recognition that the sum is far greater than each individual part and the realization that it's only when we combine with others are we truly complete. And this is the strength that ultimately saved the Jewish people. Esther said to Mordechai, Bring all the Yidden together, unify them as a nation. And that was what ultimately brought about our redemption. In these weeks, we are reading about the various kalim of the Mishkan. The most sacred utensil in the Mishkan was obviously the Aron, the holy ark which contained the Luchas, which Moshe brought down from Har Sinai. There's something very unique about the Aron. It is the only one of the kalim in the Mishkan whose dimensions are all measured in halves. The Aron was two and a half amas long, one and a half amas wide, and one and a half amas tall. Why is the Aron different? What's the message here? So the Sfarim explained, the Torah intentionally wanted the Aaron, which represents Torah, not to have any complete measurements. Because in order for a person to grow and succeed spiritually, he needs to feel like he's only half. 
If a person feels that he's already very accomplished, he knows it all, he will not feel motivated to put in the time and effort to steig and climb to greater heights. It is the feeling of half, of being incomplete, that gives us the passion, the drive, the desire, the fire and energy to work hard and succeed. When someone feels that he's already complete, that is the midah of Esav. Esav is from the word asu, I'm finished. I'm not striving to grow any further. I'm asu, I'm done trying. Yaakov, on the other hand, is from the word akif, heal. I'm just at the beginning. I've barely begun. I have a long way to go. In describing Mordechai HaTzadik, the Megillah uses the expression, in Mordechai Yoishev B'Shar HaMelech. In his mind, he was always just at the gate. He's just starting out on his journey. That attitude produced a Yaakov Avinu and a Mordechai HaTzadik. The altar of Kelim said, we don't refer to a great Torah scholar as a Chacham, but rather as a Talmud Chacham, a wise student. Because the moment a Chacham no longer sees himself as a student, who still has much to learn, who is still in the beginning of his educational journey, he stagnates his growth potential. We consider someone a Chacham only if he still regards himself as a Talmud, a student who is still learning and growing. On June 15 of the year 2000, the NFL held their annual draft. One of the potential choices was a quarterback out of the University of Michigan. He was a backup his entire career in college. He wasn't given much of a chance to succeed in the NFL. The scout said he's not fast enough, his arm is not strong enough, he's too skinny, he won't survive the rigors of the NFL. And like they predicted, he was drafted in the sixth round, the 199th player taken in the draft. They said, best case scenario, even if he makes it onto a team, his career will consist of being a backup quarterback. But he wasn't deterred. From day one, he was the first one into the training room and the last one to leave. He practiced and studied the playbook like his life depended on it. His name was Tom Brady. The feeling of half motivated him. It drove him to win an unprecedented seven Super Bowl championships and ultimately proved his critics wrong. It was the challenges and the struggles and the idea of machtsis. I'm not there yet. I still need to hone my skills. And that feeling of deficiency that was the impetus to becoming the greatest player in NFL history. And now, we know. Have a wonderful day.